0: Today, Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Tom Wells here. It is Tuesday, March the 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the third Daily Dose of Happy, and this is our weekly nightly show, our our once-a-week night show where we uh, set up a time for people who can't normally call in during the day to have a time to, well, call in and we're hoping that's exactly what uh, many people decide to do. If Even if you don't, we still have a good topic we're talking about. We're carrying over the topic we started on Monday morning, talking about climate change and the law of attraction, which, of course, in and of itself is a bit of a controversial thing. But, uh, you know, hey, it gives us good things to talk about. How are you doing, Tom? Anything new since
1: Monday? Uh, well, something really good today. I uh, My stepson is getting ready to go to Bali for a month, and uh, – Oh, I nice. got to get together with him down in Denver. I live up north of Denver in Boulder. And um, so we got to have lunch together and we got into a conversation that was truly the first revolutionary conversation I've ever had with him that actually f- felt that he understands some of this law of attraction stuff. He, he started to really understand how he's creating his own reality and he, nice. that he's not hes not a victim of um, all the all the things going on in the world that he feels the victim of uh, and that he feels like so many people are victimized by, you know, everything from climate change to (laughs) uh, wars to, um, you know, people taking, you know, the rich taking from the poor, um, you know, crazy governments and all the things, the conspiracies of corporate America and the things that he, he just hates so much. And um, he's beginning to see that he has a whole lot more, power by the being that he is the the fact that he may be an infinite being who is definitely on a different mission than to come here and feel the victim of things and very nice. i just thought it was a fantastic uh conversation
0: yeah that sounds very positive that sounds really good so i mean and best of all you actually got to go and have dinner and so forth i mean that was like really good
1: yeah it was fantastic and we yeah. felt really good. That, that's a win 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 yeah, how about you? Do you have any other wins besides being the podcast, the podcast host of uh, three well, we shows and one?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, we've, we uh, Tuesdays is always a bit of a busy day, and we've had good shows today. We had a, a really challenging one um, Monday night because uh, Cindy came on board with uh, Wendy and I. The three of us We were addressing a topic that was raised by somebody on Facebook, and uh, it was it's a tough one. It's victimhood and the law of attraction, and you know, it's a, that's a really really tough topic. But uh, I I you know, I would I it the smart way. I left it to the experts. I let Wendy and Cindy do most of the talking. <laughs> Sweet. but and they're really great. I mean, you know how they are. Both of them are really experts in yeah. the field. So I, it's not like I was cheating or anything. I was I was <laughs> I was playing the strong card because they definitely are the experts. Um, I'm I'm mm. a novice compared to them. I, I feel that I'm fairly um, accomplished in some ways, but compared to you guys, it's like. I still have a ways to go. <laughs>
1: well,
0: I don't know. I always feel like we're pretty much equals. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: That's okay. Sometimes, you know, you're blowing my mind. I mean, I don't I don't feel like I have any great handle on on wisdom or knowledge, that's for sure. But Well, um, that's
0: what's fun about these shows. And and you know what's really cool, Tom, is that lately all of us have been kind of pushing, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit, you know? P- pushing mm-hmm. into territory that's a little bit risky, a little bit daring. And I like that. I'm glad that we're doing that. We're not staying in the safe, tried and true. Oh, we always talk about the same kind thing, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, yeah. I, that's good stuff.
1: I'm getting a lot of messages from life, from my work that I'm doing in other arenas. Like I'm working with um, learning Tai Chi, and I'm working with learning how to be a, a channeler to let uh, unseen, you know, forces speak through me, unseen. Beings, whatever you want to call it, my higher self. Um, but in all of it, and even that, even in my comedy improv work I'm doing, I'm getting a lot of messages to be more spontaneous and to let things come through me from spirit. You might say, you know, let let the higher, let my higher self speak through me rather than feeling that I have to be controlled in what I say or the only things I do is I repeat what Abraham has said mm. or other things I've learned, you know, I, right. I'm just really wanting to hear my own self-expression because like you were saying the other day, there's wisdom, there's so much wisdom in all of us. And, and sometimes you said on podcasts with some of your hosts, you get to the place where you feel the two are, you're literally creating together. Oh, you know, yeah. You're, you're, you're creating something new that's coming out of the realizations that you're having, but they're happening in the moment. They're happening as brand new understandings and, just realizing that the present is the only point of power we actually have. Everything is really only existing in this present moment. There isn't any past news that we're just reporting on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I mean, if you're a person who is trying to live life in the present moment to be truly creative and truly alive, and that's that's maybe one reason that exciting topics have been coming up, because we want to be alive.
0: Mm-hmm. This is true that 's very true, and we want to enjoy life that that 's one of the things that I love about the teaching of abraham, how they uh, they summarize the whole purpose of our existence as being to have fun that 's why we 're here we 're here to have fun. You hear so many different uh, you know ph- philosophical viewpoints expressed and and most of them have to do with you know anything from like uh you know karma to uh living past lives or future lives and all this other stuff. But you don't hear too many any you know, experts or people or entities or whatever saying, well, we, we came here to enjoy ourselves. We came here to have fun. And, and as uh-huh. soon as I heard that, I said, well, yeah. <laughs> Why do we make yeah. it so complex? Of course we did. Put it this way. We would be crazy to come here for any other reason. Of course mm-hmm. we come here to, to enjoy ourselves. Of course we come here to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in the process, we're learning more and more about how to expand ourselves. We are exploring that contrast that, that they talk about. Um, and, you know, we run into stuff. We, we deal with all kinds of problems. But nevertheless, I think ultimately we can't. We come here because we figure this is like a great place to be in most ways if we just learn how to apply ourselves properly. Um, the, one, the one caveat to all that is we forget. <laughs> we get here and we forget. And that's mm. the hard part. We've, we've forgotten all the stuff that we were taught. It's kind of amazing.
1: It's something about this realm that we call planet earth is clearly designed that way. And I've actually heard things that have said, well, you, you created it that way because you wanted a realm that challenged you to that degree. You wanted Mm -hmm. a realm to play on that level, because if you know in, in an instant that you're actually a being of light and that it's all a play and that everything is actually created by thought, then you, you when you're in that realm before you come here, if that's, if that's indeed who we really are, and I believe it is, then, then we look at this realm and we go, well, if I'm a being of light and death actually doesn't mean anything, then I could just come here and play in that kind of a playground where I actually get amnesia. And I, and I get so immersed in the game that I literally take it as real. And then I come back out of it and I, and I breathe a sigh of relief to realize that, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't all that I thought it was. Or even better, while I'm here, I uncover the fact that I'm an infinite being, and I come to realize the play within the play within the play.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you look at it that way, it takes on a different feel, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. It's even one of the things that I was reading. Abraham was talking about climate change and saying, they say, we just want to assure you that your planet is not in peril, peril because from where we sit, this is where things are created from, mm. you know, from where they're sitting, which right. is on that unseen realm, the other side of that barrier of death, you know. And so they're saying, you know, that from where we are, we see how everything is actually just a creation, you know. And I did two different channelings for this podcast of my own channeling. And that's one of the things I that came through me was, you know, this is all a mutable creation and don't. Don't take it so seriously. Hmm. It really isn't what you think it is. And it's we're creating it as sort of a play. And that's why I guess Abraham said nothing serious is going on here. And this is more of a sitcom than anything else. It's an intense sitcom when you oh, think yeah. about
0: it. No doubt about it. Very intense.
1: <laughs> it's like we're, we, we don't play softball. It's like we're playing hardball here. Yeah, this is the major leagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe... There's something about him about our beings, whatever we are, that we want to play on that level. That's the only thing I can figure. To me, it seems kind of sick sometimes. You know, like why would we play on a level that's so hurt? Seems so hurtful, when really we know it's not who we are, but we would play on that level. And I guess that's the part I still haven't fully figured out. And that's why you know, something like being here, if I, if I start watching trees die, if, like I was saying on the other podcast on Monday morning, if I start watching all the coral in the ocean bleach out and die, and if I start watching, you know, many species die and, and these things, it's like, it's painful. It, it makes me feel really sad. Why would I want to be part of that? And so that's the, that's the kind of funny thing where, in this conversation with my stepson, I could see how that's where he's really wondering. You know, why why would why would this stuff be going on on that level of tragedy? Mm. Um, you know, well, you know, if we're if we're infinite beings and we are beings of light, I mean, are there why is there the that level of confusion that's allowed to exist? And uh, I didn't have an answer. You know, I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> It's, you got an answer, Walt? <laughs> I, I
0: can't say I have a complete answer on that. I'm still looking for the answer myself. I, I figure if I gain a little bit of knowledge here and a little bit of knowledge there, eventually I can start piecing it together. But I, I can't claim to have the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I leave that to, to uh, Douglas Adams. But, uh, <laughs> Douglas Adams.
1: Well, I feel like a big part of my being here is to play the game of answering these kind of things because I I get so excited and you know turned on by... By wanting to know how to thread the needle or how to put the pieces together how to mm-hmm. how to understand it right um, yeah, so we're
0: we're working with incomplete information i mean i don't care what you believe in. The simple fact mm-hmm. is we're working with incomplete information um now, I personally feel like the information that we get from Abraham and from other law of attraction sources is good information, and it starts mm-hmm. to fill in some gaps, but <laughs> when you really come down to it. Metaphysics is about working with incomplete information and deciding what you believe in, mm-hmm. and it's, it ultimately has to start and end
1: with belief.
0: And trying to claim that it's anything else really isn't accurate, because
1: it is belief. no unless you have ex- direct experiences of more knowing, you know, which can happen through, say, you know, the experience they say of your kundalini rising and it, right, you know, goes to your brain it goes to your heart and when it does you start to know things the same as people who sit in meditation a lot or people who get um insights that are downloaded to them from the other realms you know and they suddenly have understandings that are that are mind-blowing or you know just just what esther hicks alone does of channeling all this stuff that she channels it's like well where does how does that happen Mm. So yeah. there is a lot of knowing that is constantly filtering into the world and maybe more than we realize. Um, one thing that I think is that we as humans have gotten way out of touch with what we're capable of knowing and what, what we're capable of experiencing.
0: What, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, there's a lot of you know, things out there now on documentaries and and a lot of books and things about, for example, the pine the pineal gland and how the pineal gland is this is this gland that modern medical science can't explain why it's there. I guess it's in our top of our head, you know, and and yet it it appears from a lot of the esoteric and metaphysical work that's being done that it's it's actually the gland that activates all kinds of wisdom within our bodies and knowing of other realms of, you know, you might say, you know, out of body experience and life after death kind of realms come into awareness when that light of the, that infinite light that, that is the light of the universe, you might say when it, when it floods that pineal gland and we've just not, we've lost our ability to be in touch with all of that. A lot of us have. Now, a lot of us are rediscovering it. And that's one reason they say the planet is changing so much right now is that literally millions of people are having out-of-body experiences. They're having near-death experiences. They're having meditation experiences. They're having experiences that are opening up these, you know, like in Chinese medicine or Chinese martial arts, what they call the movement of chi within our bodies, the creative life force that, you know, is so different than the way Western science and Western medicine looks at the body, but that, that there is this life force that is so um, unknown by most Western people that it, but that it, when it becomes known, it opens up the being, it opens up the human to capabilities, for example, for healing um, and for wisdom that, that we didn't know we had. Mm. And so that's why all the work I'm doing is in those realms because I want to, I'm, I'm being called. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not just choosing this stuff. I feel like something's calling me to know all this and to go into these realms. I just ordered three books last night on out-of-body travel, and I already am reading one right now, and I'm, I'm committed to it. I'm going to be doing out-of-body travel, and I want to know because I want to know these other realms of who I am because this realm is, seems too limited to me. It seems like it's, there's too many unanswered questions here. There's too much what you might call suffering. And I want to know more what is going on here. Um, especially if we move into a thing of continuing to create the devastation of the planet that appears to be occurring because of global climate change. Um, that's pretty painful for me. I don't, I don't want to be in a realm that is that confused that it might literally destroy its life support systems. That seems absurd. So <laughs> I kind of want to just know more mm. about who I am and what. Why did Why did I come on assignment to this particular Earth?
0: I like that. Um, come on assignment. That was good.
1: <laughs> and it might not be an assignment. It might, I mean, they say it's a choice. You know, it's a complete. Choice. Well, I was just going to ask you
0: who who did the assigning. That's what I was curious about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well,
1: that's what it. A volunteer was what I meant. Ah, know?
0: I see. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> so I, I volunteer for this. Uh, yeah, I volunteer for this.
0: So um, you were you were in uh, the other realm, and 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 somebody came by and said, "We need volunteers," and everybody will step back except you.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so gung ho. I'm macho. You know, I, said, I can do it. I'm feeling great today. <laughs> Well, you know, when I took on my step family, I took it on. I was in that place of so feeling so resourced that I thought I can handle a woman and her three young kids and her crazy ex-husband. I can handle all that. That's not going to be a problem. And so I took it on. And for years, I was quite resilient, but it broke me down eventually, you know, mm. because there was so much pressure from raising three children and dealing with a man who was quite difficult that it was, it was really, it really did break me down. I, I used to say this is my, my vietnam because i never went to vietnam but i felt like this is my vietnam man. Mm. i'm getting i'm really getting my comeuppance in the world because i'm finding out that i don't have as much resource in me as i thought to handle the level of of angst and drama that that people can you know bring my way or that i can, <laughs> that i can even cause myself uh, you know so um I wonder if before we come here we we think we can pretty well handle what's going to happen here, and then we get here and find that wow we're this is a very interesting environment, and yet and yet when we ask, you know, like Abraham was saying this whole climate change thing, he said, do you, do you understand how you're all all the people who are in angst about climate change and are concerned and worried about it are asking for something completely the opposite of that? You know, they're asking for a planet in incredible harmony and incredible ease and beauty. And they're they're really asking for all that is beautiful about the Earth to be resurrected, you might say, or to be maintained and to be allowed to flourish. And yet by asking for that with their angst, it it is putting a huge thing into the vortex, a huge amount of the possibility of all that coming about. And so they said the real place to put your focus is not in... The knot in your stomach, you feel so worried about what's going to happen to the world's ocean and what's going to happen to the world's food supply and these kind of questions. But instead, to focus on the improvement that you're asking for, because by all your concern, you're asking for a vast improvement. And I realized that when I was an environmental uh, activist, that my concern, I was so concerned about everything that my concern would never bring the change I wanted. The change had to come from my Turning the opposite direction and saying, "What are the solutions? You know, how can I get involved in, for example, wind energy or solar energy, or how can I get involved in educating my community about growing food? How can I get involved in something incredibly positive? Because that's really the only energy that human beings respond to. You know, not just
0: not just human beings. That's the only thing that the universe responds to.
1: Yeah." Yeah,
0: I mean the fact is, and we talked about this a lot on Monday morning. The fact is mm-hmm. that we can, uh, we have, we have we have three choices really. When when you come down to it, there are really three choices. One choice is we can rail against climate change, and do so not realizing that in that railing we are inviting more of the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's because a, we're that's vibrating a, with the same. Because thing. we're
0: vibrating with the same thing. We can number two. We can ask for or we can, we can wish for or want a wonderful alternative. And you were starting to, to touch on some of the elements of that, which is a much more positive way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Or the third option is to simply ignore the whole thing entirely mm-hmm. and just diffuse.
1: Yeah, go general.
0: Just go general. Mm-hmm. Well, with those three options available, now the question becomes, well, which way do you want to go? And what's interesting is how often we go with option one.
1: isn't it true
0: (laughs) isn't that interesting we we have three options and invariably we go after the worst one (laughs) it's just like a, a moth to the flame i mean it's just amazing um and it's not just with climate change it's with any issue that that people get very excited about very worked up about we just, yeah. uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with, well, as, as beings, as human beings in this in this planet, in this earth, we are to a large extent uncomfortable. We are lack confidence. We we have. Well, uh, the longer that we stay here, the less we become aware of our connection to the non physical. Mm. Um, I mean, clearly, it's become very clear that young kids have a much better sense of that connection than. Uh, the older adults do so clearly we 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 lose that contact over time, not that we lose the contact, but we lose our awareness of it, and mm-hmm. through all that we become very nervy, we become fearful, we become agitated we come we, we become angry, we become depressed well you know you you start swimming around in those negative emotions long enough. I guess it's no wonder we pick option number one rail mm-hmm. against it. You know, I'm go- I'm I'm angry. I'm going to rail against it. I, I I'm angry about all these things going on in my life, so I'm going to rail against climate change. Mm-hmm. It won't fix all the other things, but boy, I'll feel better after I've railed against climate change. <laughs> That's almost like what the argument is that goes inside our heads, or you know whatever issue it is that you're talking about. It could be, uh, like you said, it could be corporatism. You you don't like corporations, right? Well, so you rail mm-hmm. against corporations. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's the exact mm-hmm. same thing.
1: Yeah. I had a powerful experience of it today, because uh, my landlord, I knew was possibly going to do this, but she finally called me today and said she's going to have to sell the place I'm living in. I'm going to have to move, and, oh. and I and I've moved three times in the last eight years. And I didn't want to move again, yeah. and um, and so I found myself in this discussion with her because she's very compassionate and she's always been concerned about. Um, how I'm doing and all this stuff. And she, cause she knows I went through this big divorce and lost a, a whole lot of what I used to have. And she said, uh, said so what are you going to do? You know? And I, so I was telling her, but I noticed how about two thirds of my conversation was along the lines of it not working out that great for me. And I thought mm. I just had to, I just had to really check myself and go, listen to that. How, how trained I am to not say the best thing that could happen, you know, yeah. because she was, or she was bringing up, you know, like that with well, this, is this gonna be hard for you? And what about this? And I'm I'm like, yeah, well, I thought, you know, I've got this going on and this could happen. And But I thought, I, saw it, I thought to myself, I have got to become so much better trained at only talking about what I wanna have happen. I mean, it's what I talk with my clients about constantly. I practice it constantly but I can get better at it. And it made me realize that most of, I mean, a lot of the conversation with her was upbeat and I definitely ended it on a very upbeat note. And yet I realized, why do I go there at all? Because I don't want any of those negative consequences. Hmm. I don't want any of those things that I don't want to come true. And so to, to bring them up at all. And that's what I'm starting to learn, you know, like, like with climate change. I mean, I, I just decided with climate change that I was going to say, the earth is a huge resourceful organism. It really it's connected is. to the cosmic energies that keep the entire universe in harmony that create worlds. I am not going to to worry about how it's going to do. It's way beyond my control for one thing. And the second thing is it's a vast huge system that's totally connected to source. Source is expanding the universe through contrast you know through there being we know what we don't want then we know what we do want and then more expansion takes place and by focusing on what we do want more expansion takes place and it's and all that expansion is about good Mm. and that's that's one thing i was reading the um or listening to some of these things from abraham about climate change they're saying all of the universe's expansion you have to understand is about good and that's a huge understanding you know like so it you know, because when you take out the idea that there is chaos that could cause horror and ruination and misery, and that that is as equally powerful as the forces of good, well, that is would make everything. All bets are off then. You know, then then yeah, anything could go to hell in a handbasket, and it could be horrible, right? Sure. Because. If that's possible, but what if the universe is ultimately designed in a benign, benevolent, beneficial way that is made for joyous expansion? You know, you were talking about joy. You were talking about coming here to have fun. Well, why, why would that be the dominant trait of the universe? And Right now, from what I know, I, I'm just accepting that it is because it makes my life work. <laughs> it makes everything work in my life when I choose enjoyment rather than believing that this is a crapshoot and that at any moment things could go to hell in a handbasket and I could end up in, in utter misery. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel that way, then that's going to happen. You know, I mean, at one point or another, I'm going to go, I'm going to be on a roller coaster all the time, you know.
0: And we know that yeah. from experience. Yeah, Um, that's what our life experience has taught us regardless of whether we believe in the law of attraction (laughs) we know you know you keep you know putting all your energy at all this this negative stuff and as sure as sunday follows saturday you've got more and more of it coming into your life particularly the longer you live the more you realize that's true it's frustrating it's Mm -hmm. really frustrating i mean for the longest time i i was uh My own political motivation, which I have been leaving behind, I'm happy to say, but most of my political motivation was libertarian oriented. And so I was against everything. (laughs) And as a result of being against everything, guess what? Everything fell apart for me anyway, Uh not for the whole of the planet. But things just kept falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. It took me a long time to notice the pattern. But when I finally noticed it, it was just indisputable. And I actually thought I've told you this before. I actually thought there Mm -hmm. was like an evil being going after me. Mm-hmm. Like I had, yeah. some, I had some evil being that was deliberately torturing me, undermining all of my good works, all that kind of stuff. It took my wife to to not convince me, but to show me that it was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I went Oh yeah, I know you did. Yeah, and and that's a that that's quite uh, an awareness to come to that it was actually me, I was yeah. doing it. And once I, but once I came to that awareness that it was me, then, well, the next thing I wanted to do is, well, how do I stop it? (laughs) Because I, Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't want to continue to experience that kind of a life. What's the point? Why bother Mm to be here? And from that point on, then I, then I made it like my life's work sort of to, well, really, yeah, it really is my life's work to get myself into a better frame of mind, knowing that by doing that, I'll bring more and more good stuff to me. And in the process, I've been learning about the law of attraction, the teachings of Abraham, all this other good stuff. And it's been good. I mean, my life has definitely improved since then. And it, it continues to improve. And it improves in ways that, to this day, I still marvel at. I mean, I, I see the improvements that happen and some of them. I, if I look at it with my old mindset, I would just be shaking my head saying, that, that can't be. That mm-hmm. <laughs> just can't be yeah. <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps happening over and over and, and over again. So it's, it's actually yeah. a great blessing to discover how the whole thing works. But it's still a challenge when you're looking at your political views, even if they're the old ones, even if they're ones that were kind of part of the old life. I know that mm-hmm. for me, I've taken quite some time to move away from all that stuff. And you, you know what the best thing that I did to move away from it was? I actually did this with other libertarians, but I was really doing it with myself. I mm-hmm. would ask them to tell me, don't tell me what you're against. Tell me what you're in favor of. And inevitably they I, – I, mean, I, I know I've told you this, but inevitably they'll come back with, well, I'm in favor of taking away government power. I'm in favor of less regulation. I'm in favor of lower taxes. I said, no, no, no. That's, those are all things that you're against that you've kind of twisted around into a nice way of saying it. But they're all things you're against. What are you in favor of?
1: No. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's where you get the blank stares. You can do that with anybody. It's not just libertarians. You can do it with liberals, conservatives, moderates. I don't care. Communists. I don't care who they are. You can do it with anybody. And they have a very hard time telling you what it is they're in favor of. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I started saying what it is I was in favor of, and it took me a while to figure that out. I started saying things like, well, I I favor prosperity for all. I favor Mm -hmm. peace. I favor joy. I favor laughter. I favor Mm -hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started to say all those things, I realized there was no way that politics was ever going to accomplish any of them. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's the strange part, Tom. There's still a piece of me that hangs on to politics. It's a very small one. It's infinitesimally mm-hmm. small, but it still hangs on. It's like it's hard to let go of. But I'm getting closer. The day is coming very soon when I'm going to say it's gone and I'm going to do a little happy dance. <laughs> because <all laughs> I have finally got, you know, that, that demon I told you about? I will have gotten rid of it at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I know what you're saying. I I was feeling with this uh, thing of moving out of this place I'm in that it's a similar thing, like what is it that I really want? You know, rather than focus on this could be difficult. The new place could cost a lot more, um, you know, because there's a there's a real difficult situation with real estate where I live. Of um, mm. you know, there's hardly anything available, and what is available is super expensive because everybody wants to live here now in Colorado. Oh, I see. Yeah, at least in this area. Right. Um, and so, you know, I might my my rent might go up five hundred dollars a month or something like that. And yeah, I I was feeling like, oh, that sucks. And um, but I don't want to focus on that. You know, no. it, it really is always the thing comes down to, like you said, you were going to be looking for a new house and it's always comes down to what is it that you really want? Like you were just saying, you know, what is it? Well, what is it that I want? If I get to move out of here, that could be, first of all, I could look at it as a really awesome thing. I get to move out. of here. It could be, it could be really awesome. And, and if it, if it is going to happen, it has to be, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to create it any other way. It's actually my creation. And so now I'm going, okay, it's my creation. So, How can I think about it? How can I talk about it? And the thing that I'm getting, like with all the areas of my life, whether it's money, relationships, climate change, or moving out of my place, it's always, are you talking about the stuff you want to have happen with an enthusiasm and a confidence and a sureness? And are you stopping completely, completely stopping talking about the things you don't want? Because- to the extent that I go back into the fear level of anything, the worry level of anything, the concern level, and the doubt level that things are going to happen the way I want them to happen, then I keep that alive. So it's like you're you're putting this mixed message out to the universe of at one moment you're thinking about what's going to go wrong, what could go wrong, and the next minute you're thinking about what you want. But until that energy that was going into worry and fear and doubt goes into total confidence and total talking about what i want to have happen it it's like the universe waits for that to really act it's like that's when all the great impulses start coming everything's comes to me i notice when i totally believe it's a done deal in my vortex like if i completely believe the earth is going to totally be resilient the earth is going to totally handle whatever we're calling climate change in a way that's completely beautiful and the vast majority of humans will probably survive it and thrive through the whole thing it might be a huge renaissance for the entire human race if i think it keeps keep Picturing it in that way, and I keep talking about it in that way and thinking about it in that way and Every time a worry comes in when I see another tree dying or I see hear another bad report about the environment on some documentary or some news program, I don't get into it i mm-hmm. In fact, I try not to even listen to that stuff the same way as I try not to listen to my mind when it says boy, I don't know. It's a tight real estate market. I don't know where I'm going to go. This is going to upset everything with my business. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to move all this stuff. You know, that's going to cost you a lot of money, too. And all those thoughts, it's like, I don't want any of those thoughts. What are the opposite of those thoughts? You know, hey, I bet I'll find a really great way for this move to take place. I'm going to make this a really fun move. I'm going to unload a whole lot of stuff I don't want to carry with me anymore. I'm going to find a place that's even better. It's going to have better hiking trails nearby. It's going to have better neighbors nearby. It's going to have easier access to the things I need in my community from banks to grocery stores, you know, and just start picturing it because that's the way the universe operates, mm. right?
0: Which is a, a very uh, controversial point. And, and, uh, well, before I even go into that, I want to mention, because we haven't mentioned in a while, this is uh, supposed to be our call-in show. The reason we're doing this Tuesday night show during the week, just one night out of the week, is to give people a chance to call in. So if you're listening live right now, obviously if you're listening to the recorded podcast, can't really do much, but if you're listening live right now, you're probably listening right on the homepage of the site, LOAToday.net, and right there, you can see how to connect to us using the Zoom platform. So if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, maybe you want to bring in a point of view that we haven't touched on yet. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Just uh, connect in, just follow the, the steps. It's really very easy. There's a call-in number if you want to do it by phone. There's a, an app you can download for almost any platform you got, any kind of computer or smartphone that you got. So lots of ways to connect in, but connect in and talk to us because we'd love to talk to you. Um,
1: yeah, I'd be curious to know if anyone's concerned about climate change and yeah. <laughs> anyone's concerned about the things we're talking about. Do you, do you have a similar issue in your life, whether it's climate change or something else where – or you're wondering, you know, how do I have an attitude of, of possibility rather than an attitude of fear or an attitude of hopelessness or, you know, um, worry? Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing about um, the, the fear, the thing that, about the fear that really captures my attention these days in a way that I never did when I was caught in it myself is that there is nothing in it for us. I Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can express that properly, but I'm going to try. I I guess the word that summarizes the whole thing for me is worry, Mm -hmm. because we worry about stuff. I mean, you're very worried, or at least you were very worried in the past about climate change, about uh, Mm -hmm. the ozone, about uh, species lost, about uh, trees, about you name it. I mean, you were Mm -hmm. worried about all of it. Mm -hmm. And... Every time I hear about worry these days, I keep going back to this movie, a Tom Hanks movie that came out within the last couple of years called Bridge of Spies. story of how mm-hmm. um, he plays the role of, a, of an American attorney who ends up representing uh, a Russian spy and mm-hmm. keeps him from getting um, executed and ultimately helps to trade him for, for Gary Powers, the guy who got shot down over Russia in the U-2, 1962, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was. 60s. And mm-hmm. uh, he also, he not only does he get powers back, he also gets back another guy, a student who inadvertently was on the wrong side of the wall as it was being built. He gets him out. <laughs> and then later on, this is amazing. They, they put this as a postscript on the movie. Um, he is sent by President Kennedy to Cuba to negotiate for the release of the freedom fighters who are fighting Castro uh, as part of the uh, Bay of Pigs operation. And I guess he was trying to get like 1,000 or 1,300 people out there. He gets 9,700 people out of Cuba. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this was one heck of a negotiator. But um, anyway, in that story, he at one point is seen at his defense table with the Russian spy that he's defending. And they're in a hearing where they're basically trying to determine whether or not to execute this guy, whether or not to put him to death. And Mm -hmm. uh, Hanks turns to his client and says, "Uh, aren't you worried? And his client looks back to him and says, would it help? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's great
0: and when you put it that way it's like no of course it can't help how can <laughs> worry possibly right. help you there is no way it can i don't yeah. care what your philosophy is of life i don't care what you believe in religiously i don't care if you believe in nothing at all i don't care if, if you believe in science i don't care if you're against science i don't care if you believe in corpora- corporations i don't care if you're against corporations worry never helps there are no yeah. known circumstances under which worry helps
1: Mm-hmm. And yet- but one thing that it does do. <laughs>
0: well, what is the one thing that it does do, Tom? In I'm language. sorry,
1: I, I interrupted you.
0: No, no, what, tell us, what's the one thing that it does do? I want to know, because so far I've never found anything that it does that's positive.
1: Well, if you look at it like this, all of the emotions are a guidance system. We've talked about this, and, you, and I know you know this, but it's a. if you don't label any of the emotions as anything other than a wonderful guidance system, then it's something that's coming up that's telling you that's not how Source sees this. And so it's it's giving you information. So you readjust your course, you know, say, well, if I'm feeling fearful, if I'm feeling worried, if I'm feeling anxious and concerned, then I know source sees it differently. So that means why do I see it this way? How can I see it the way source sees it? And that's what drives me to constantly want to understand how the heck can source see this as not a problem? Like, how can the. You know, I could name 10 things off the top of my head that are going on with climate change. How can those things not be a problem? How can Source, because if I have worry and fear about it, it means my guidance system is saying Source doesn't see it that way. So how does Source see it? Well, that's when you get into the thing that Source sees it, as the Earth is this huge, amazing system that, that that in the vortex of the Earth's vortex, everything is expanding beautifully. So... You know, I, and, I, that's that's one it, way. But I, I know exactly what you're saying, well, so I don't want to just. There's another way to put the I don't same put thing. The
0: energy out of what you're saying. No, no, it's fine. But there's another way to put the same thing that you just said, because you said it beautifully. The way to put it is you could ask your, your inner being, aren't you worried? And the inner being answers, would it help? <laughs>
1: yeah, right, right. Well, definitely the inner being would always say that, right? And yet I love what you're saying because it may, it's something I'm working with myself. Like like on the thing about this landlord telling me I'm going to have to move out. It's like, why would I go to at all to a place of concern? It's like, and I've been asking myself that the rest of the afternoon after I had the talk with her earlier. It's like, why would I... Why would I go to a place where I would bring up any of the fears I have about making this move and finding a new place and money and things like this when none of that is what I want? And so it's the same thing. You know, It's like it doesn't help. Um, all it shows me is that I guess what it shows me is Source knows that everything's going to be fine. Well, and then I've got to get myself into that complete belief and acceptance that, it's not only is going to be fine, I can literally pick the next place I want by, by having a strong enthusiasm for the things I want.
0: Well, tell you what, we have a third viewpoint we can look at here because we have a caller who's called in. So let's find out who's here. Who, who has joined us here on the show today? Well, hello, is this Walt? This is Walt. Who am I talking to? Uh, well, this is BJ. And Hi, BJ. I'm in-
2: South Mississippi. All
0: right. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. How are you doing this evening?
2: Oh, it's really nice. Really nice. Actually, I just joined up, so I wasn't able to hear the prior show, and I'm completely lost where you're at right now.
0: Well, sometimes we are, too, so you're not alone. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it
2: sounds great. Like, the quality on the call-in, I was really just enjoying it. it yeah. great.
0: Yeah, well, it's improved a lot since we added the Zoom platform. Um, it, it, it has definitely improved the signal quality dramatically. So you're right. I mean, it's, it's a really nice improvement, and we're we're excited about it every single time that we do a show. But uh, in terms of what we're talking about, the the conversation from Monday morning was on the subject of climate change and law of attraction. And uh, so what we were okay. doing this evening is we're kind of carrying yeah, the conversation I, along.
2: That that one that you just did on victim victimhood right. Victim Net. Yeah. That was actually the one that kind of, got of intrigued me, oh, okay. and but the climate change—that's of course the whole can of worms too. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know, uh, I know your your co-host is very knowledgeable on that one. Probably way more than me.
0: Yeah, Tom is but an expert as far for sure. as
2: the uh, yeah the law of attraction, it seems like it—you know—it goes hand in hand with it too.
0: It really you know? does. Yeah. I mean, do you find anything in particular that that you consider to be worrisome that you're trying to deal with or overcome or something? Because that's what we were talking about the last few minutes. You know, what the what, is there any value to worrying about this stuff?
2: Yeah, no, I think it's it's almost really individualistic, and it's like it's like the matrix will just every person will have this issue that just seems to be their issue. And it just, of course, it just gets magnified, you know, and, and it seems all important. Like something in my life would just seem, you know, wacky to you guys. Y'all be like, <laughs> well, that's just nonsense. But I'm over here, you know, trying to deal with it like it's life or death. <laughs> Isn't that something?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it's just amazing.
2: But yeah, the climate change, I really do feel like this is uh, an
0: adjustment.
2: It's like a, a real, personal thing to overcome and i just don't feel like the world is gonna burn down you know if we don't all jump on board i feel like that probably would be the wrong energy to put towards the solution you know trying to to fight against it how does that old saying go? Uh, the war and anti-war and then if you're trying to do an anti-war protest You're probably bringing on more war.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that's the uh, very thing we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Freedom Hood, though, that seems like I just wanted to bring that one back up if you don't mind. Not at all. Because I I know when I came across that, of course, that's like the real catcher, the real catch 22 with the whole LOA. If if you know what I mean, like, it's hard to really get past that. And I'm not sure where y'all ended up in your whole conversation on it, but I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't a great place as far as just, just just not a happy answer. You know, like, the idea that anybody that doesn't even know about LOA would somehow be bringing it on to themselves and be somehow responsible. You know, that that just doesn't sit right. Probably with a lot of people, you know. And and it just kind of seems like the answer to go back and maybe just look at other aspects, try to focus on other things, and then come back to it later, you know. That's where I really did have to kind of go back and take maybe a little new approach to the whole, not just LOA, but just the whole, you know, life in general like mm-hmm. what's what's really going on here is it is it really is it really loa or is there a whole nother level maybe to look at
0: have you know a, a
2: whole nother level
0: have you come mm-hmm. to any conclusions about that i do
2: have some thoughts
0: you know i didn't want to haul
2: a bunch of air time if we had callers trying to get in <laughs> no
0: that's but all right we're, we're here to talk with you so share away
2: that's great well also you know I realize your show is an hour long and that's just awesome because it's not like there's a whole bunch of commercial breaks.
0: That's so right. Literally, <laughs> like a whole hour. Yeah, wow. how about that? Well, we do have commercials. Yeah, we say, oh, by the way, there's a show coming up next week. That's the, that's the commercial break. <laughs> Steve, go ahead,
2: plug away. I think that's great. You should plug more. I yeah. wish you had something to sell. You
0: know? <laughs> well, we are going to I would actually. definitely buy it. We're, very soon we're going to have a book coming out. It's I'm currently in the process of editing it. We've had contributions oh, that from almost great. 40 different yeah. people. And it's all about real-life law of attraction manifestation stories. And uh, it, you, I think uh, when, when you get the opportunity to get your own copy, you're going to want to because it's, it's going to be a heck of a book just based on what I've read of the stories I've, I've read so far. And I haven't even read them all yet. But, I mean, they Well, you know, Joel, stuff.
2: every time Joel came on, you know, in the first kind of iteration of the show when right? Joel was... The regular, right. or I guess that would be the second iteration, because Joel wasn't actually
0: with you at the beginning, was he? He was actually m- about my fifth interview back in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, yeah. But you're right, he didn't come back on story, for another year and a half wow. after that. That guy oh,
2: blows yeah. me away. He is so, uh, like, so, not unassuming, but just so not blowing his own horn. His stories are amazing. Like, that guy is truly doing miracle work. You know, if if you go back and listen to some of your episodes from earlier, where he'll just, out of the blue, ramble off some stories, and you're like, wow, that story could be a whole book by itself. Oh, yeah. The things he's doing.
0: Yeah, the story he wrote for this book is, is one of the really amazing ones that he told early on, one of my favorite ones, too. And even as I'm editing it and reading it through, I'm still blown away from it. Even though yeah. I've heard it like two or three I times believe before, you. I'm rereading the same story I've always heard, and I'm still huh. blown away by
2: it. And he won't even sit there and toot his horn. It's nah. like he
0: almost, you know, rejects that.
2: He doesn't even want the acclaim for all his work, you know, but he is doing some masterful LOA-type work, yeah. like really uh, next-level stuff, oh, you
0: absolutely. know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and I'm just blown had, away.
2: I, I'm so happy he joined back with the force. Yeah. With the team. Cause well, he, you know, when I started listening way back, I'm, I'm probably with you maybe a year. I, I hard to hard keep up with time, but I would say over a year. Uh-huh. And then when I first heard the first episode, it was like, I had just turned on the podcasting and I had just started doing that podcast. stuff. And I searched you out, found your show and listen to whatever the first one was, but it wasn't with Joel. And I was already intrigued with just your stories, Walt. And then I went back and, and I barely, rarely do this, but I started doing a little crash, you know, a little binge with all your old episodes. Uh-huh. And then I think like a week later, okay, I caught the next new episode and, and I realized, oh man, that's not, that's not Joel. And I got a little worried. <laughs> so I scrambled back and went back to the archive to peg down exactly what happened with Joel and sure enough I saw where you had labeled the episode and I mean honestly on your labeling I thought he had passed away I thought the guy had died oh no and oh I'm like, sorry we, no you're like we lost Joel so sorry
1: <laughs> and I was like no
2: but then I listened to it and man I got to say you know shortly after he left you know I kind of been I feel like I know you well like I feel like I really know you well And, and after that episode, after he left, you had a little bit of downtime. And then I noticed all of a sudden you sparked up and you know how, how Joel had really been on this, this bent that he's going to get y'all on a morning drive show. That's right. You know, drive prime time. That's right. And man, (laughs) the way his conviction, the way he was saying it and the stuff he has done, I was like, well, this is guaranteed. Like this (laughs) is going to happen. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he was gone, and I was like, oh, no, this doesn't make sense. Like, this doesn't fit into the reality. But then you, I think that spark he created, you just started burning brighter, and you had just taken it, and it started to blossom. And then I was enjoying all of that, of course. And then, yes. And I was
0: just so happy when he came back. I was like, <laughs> all right, we got Joel back. Now the mission can go on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I know exactly what you mean. You know? And you're right. Right I mean, after I he really left. I really think,
2: because he is powerful. He, he is, is. a powerful
0: creator. He really is. Like, he really is. Yeah. And, and it rubs off. And, and you're right. Like, right he, after he left. He gets me enthused. <laughs> right after he left, you're right. I was in a down period. I, I felt down. I could tell. I just felt I like, tell. oh, my God, my friend's gone, you know? And, and I knew he was fine. And he was
1: good. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He is, like, not, not that David isn't. He kinda, David, the type David of, does good. Go but, ahead.
2: Oh, David's amazing. Yeah, you but, know? And but I'm it a an analytical vibe. type of guy. I like the science and everything behind it. And I love listening to David's breakdowns. Yeah. That guy he, he is definitely on another level. I don't think that Joel would have the, the patience to sit down and have a long <laughs> talk, you know, about all the little nuances of this stuff. But yeah, it's it's just been a real great ride, you know. And another thing, I most of the time I'm listening during the day, and it's great to have you, you know. I'll be out riding a tractor or something, listening to you guys, and then this show it kind of feels like the night show, you know. Right. It's like we've got a whole another vibe at night now going on,
0: exactly. And that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah,
2: it kind of feels like it's real laid back, and I feel like I'm just talking just to you, even though I'm sure other people will listen. You know, it doesn't feel like the big bright lights the daytime right right
0: <laughs> but this is great <laughs> and yeah, plus-
2: I'm, I'm really hoping you know i wanted to call in just primarily because you have been putting so much effort and 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 i've been listening of course like you said most people listen on the replay oh on we the podcast, know yeah. yeah you know and so that's that's me oh i was trying to mention also just as a side i didn't see when i was looking for the website a lot of people are able to put up some sort of hyperlink in on the description to click into the website through mm-hmm. the iTunes podcasting,
0: uh-huh. and
2: that that might be something you could look into doing. Because I actually had to go out, go into the browser, and then hunt down the website. But I'm pretty sure there's a way you can link in the description on your show notes or somewhere in the in the iTunes. You know, that's you- just something. Maybe well, to work on.
0: Well, but I think, I think the iTunes is going great. The iTunes does link to the shows individually, but you're, you seem to be suggesting something else. I'm not sure what you're suggesting.
2: Yeah, there's a way you can, you know, how you get like three tabs on your iTunes? It's like related, shows, and then reviews, and you're able to put a hyperlink in there. I'm not sure if they're fooling the machine. Maybe they're using some tricky code, but you, on some of them you can click and it'll open up the website only hyperlink straight out of itunes that way you don't have to jump out go into your browser and then try to search down hill away today you know just so you know maybe i just know how lazy people are and oh, some sure. people might not just do it and that might be why they're not calling in like that was an extra step for me i'll be honest and if i wasn't so motivated tonight then i will would probably would have been lazy too
0: I have to, admit, I I'm to I'm not uh, aware of that, so thanks you know. for letting me know. Yeah, I, I didn't know that you could actually do something like that in iTunes, so I'll take a look and see how that's done, because I've never seen that yeah.
2: before. Yeah, I think they're using some tricky code, because it doesn't look like a regular hyperlink. It looks like somehow they're fooling the machine, but hmm. hopefully you can. Either way, I know that people are definitely finding the show, and oh, that's the are. main thing. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah. And, and they're, it's they're definitely loyal, working. too. They're like you. You're you're a loyal listener, which I appreciate immensely, by the way. I want to make sure that you know that. Um, but so oh, many I mean, people do. are loyal now. I do. And really-
2: I would like to, like, you're one of the few people. See, I've been down this road, you know, like all of us, looking and trying to find. And then I came across – I kind of, you know, gave up. think finally came back to it. And then when I started searching for you, I just was immediately drawn to you because you're just not asking for anything.
0: Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're bringing
2: on people, and you're really not – you know, everybody's got the little thing at the end where they're asking.
0: Oh, the gimmick, yeah, and, right. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. and yeah. I have no offense to any coaches out there, but even a coach is asking, and you just don't do that at all, you know? so Well,
0: well I do I ask. I ask, for, about the book. I ask for my co-hosts because my co-hosts are coaches, and that is how they earn their living, so I do ask for them. And I think that is important. Yeah, that's true. You know, because because they are on the, the podcast giving their time away for free, and, and this is what they do for a living. So I, I think it's important to give them that. But uh, you're right. We don't yeah. try to, to – we're not like – we will get to the point where we have advertising, paid advertising, um, but we're not anywhere near that yet. And in the meantime, we get to enjoy not having it. And, oh, and by the way, yeah. my plan is once we do get to the point where we're, we have, we're big enough that the advertisers want to be a part of what we're doing – I also plan to find some way to make it possible for somebody who doesn't want to hear all the advertising. They can pay, like, you know, I don't know, $10 a month or something like that, and they can get it that way and not have to hear all the advertising. So we're going to try to keep it as clean as we can, as free as we can.
2: Well, that sounds great. Yeah. I know I would be all about that for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Keep
2: so. it keep it going bigger, even bigger.
0: <laughs> I tell you, that's what the dream is, BJ. I mean, the the dream is to make this thing huge, so huge that it's more than than just me doing it. I want to have like teams of people doing it all day long, so that literally you can come and, in live yeah. anytime and just tune right into a live podcast, a live broadcast. Really, that that's my real. Dream. Well, I
2: definitely think I definitely think somebody like Wendy, she's ready to go at it alone, or maybe even Wendy can have her show and bring home a, a co host with her because. That gal, she can run the show for sure. She's
0: good. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. we're, yeah. we're definitely yeah. getting to the point where I- individuals are going to be able to start, you know, pairing off in their own ways and so forth. And and behind the scenes, I've been asking each of the co-hosts, you know, uh, in little tiny ways, just asking, finding out where are they in their own uh, development and so forth. And uh, I, I can't say. For sure that we have a particular plan whether it's going to be a an expansion of the schedule or or gonna change it around so that different people are running things that we're not at that stage yet. But the idea is planted. So that's definitely the direction we're going in the long run. Oh, that
2: sounds great. Yeah. Well yeah, uh i let me just quickly throw out a little comment and then I'll let y'all get back to it. Um, my thought about the victimhood and I think David will appreciate this point of view. It's like that whole thing of it just feeling kind of icky where, you know, that's just not really a, there's not really a clean answer for that. And I think the reason there's not is to peak us to keep looking and to keep going to find a better feeling, you know, answer. And what, what I basically come into, is, it's nothing revolutionary, nothing I'm sure other people aren't saying, but, you know, we're talking about the world as a, as an illusion. We're talking about the world as reality being created, like maybe a movie, something like The Matrix or whatever. And, and I go back to, you hear a lot of people saying gravity, trying to, you know, use the gravity scenario. Well, LOA is like gravity, it's just always there. Mm-hmm. Well, gravity... What what I've come to, to understand, gravity is as much of an illusion as everything else. <laughs>
0: That's you know, true. Gravity, <laughs> That's a good point.
2: <laughs> right. gravity's an illusion, you know. And at some point, somebody named it, somebody coined it, its law, its gravity, and then other people reinforced it. And now it's like, it's the law, it's gravity. And now you've got this whole group, this fandom, trying to equate LOA. To gravity and saying, well, this the law of attraction, and, and now we got something concrete. Is the law. Well, gravity is no, no more of a law than LOA is no more of a law. You know, I look at it like you've got a lot of correlation. You've got a lot of, of, of seemingly things that look like something, but it doesn't mean it's causing it. That doesn't mean that LOA is the end-all, be-all, because gravity they've been researching for years who knows how long and you get down closer and closer and they're no more close to finding a solution for gravity you know in the bottom line they still don't really have an answer they just think it's okay now it's something smaller it's some force and then somebody else has got an idea it's all theoretical and i don't believe there'll ever be an answer because there's not an answer and it's there for you to probe and LOA is a causality. It's not it's not the end all though. It's just correlating events that look like something. And so when you're saying that somebody's a victim and well they're just attracting and they maybe they don't even know how they attracted it. Well that's just not necessarily true. They're they're not attracting anything. Nobody's attracting anything. This is an illusion. Nobody's attracting anything. Okay? It's like saying somebody got struck by lightning. Okay. Well, did they attract lightning we'll take it a step above that how do we even know what lightning is did you make a lightning bolt (laughs) lightning bolts were here before any of us were here and nobody even knows who made a lightning bolt we're just assuming god made the lightning bolt so it's not like we can claim to be attracting anything when we don't even know how to make something It's like say anything we don't we don't have that type of ability what we're doing is we're experiencing this stuff, and I think, like Wendy says, it's up to how we're reacting, our emotions. Are we getting bent out of shape over these things? And that I'm just saying that the that doesn't need to be the final answer. People don't need to say, "Well, L.O.A. and somehow they attracted it." No, no, that's definitely not it. You know, okay. I just go and say it. I'm sure that's probably going to offend some people, and everybody wants to really claim that they've got a, a a real idea. This LOA, and and you got a thousand people selling a thousand programs with a thousand steps. And if their program doesn't work, then my program will work, and let me show you why theirs doesn't work. And meanwhile, how many people are really manifesting Ferraris and Mercedes and million dollars piles of cash? You know. Like people can do it, people have done it, but it's not like it's really teachable. If it was teachable, then somebody would be able to teach it. And all people are doing is echoing what they've heard, and 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 it's just not that simple. It's simple, true. All you gotta do is live and experience. But this this whole thing with the victimhood, I'm just saying that's not the way it's gonna end up being. That's not my experience at all right now, and. And I've pretty much to say I've seen a lot, you know it'd be hard to 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 show everybody what I've seen, but I'm just saying I understand what everybody's saying and and it's actually a better feeling. what I'm trying to explain actually makes me feel better about the world around us because you don't have to worry that somebody's attracting something they're going to get a giant. Piano dropped on the head, and like, oh <laughs> God, I hope yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, God, you terrible. know, you didn't see that coming. Your baby just got squashed. You know, too bad for you. You must have had some bad vibes. You know, that's not any more a fault of that person than and and here's kind of what it boils down to. Everybody's on their own path, and I'm not discounting somebody who gets raped or some victimness. But is that your experience? What are you living? God will put all this stuff out there as it's almost just like little triggers, events, and the climate, the climate control, the weather. It's a trigger. Are you going to react? Is it going to trigger you? Are you going to lose your emotional stance? Are you going to get bent out of shape? Or or are you going to maintain and believe that you can be better and then things can get better? If you start buying into anything, you pretty much have lost. If you start buying into something physical around you, something that you see, you're lost. That means you're buying into somebody else and some other fault. And you know, this stuff has been going on a long time. I, I look at my life and say, wow, I've spent maybe five years and where I thought, okay, I got this figured out. And five years later, I'm no closer to figuring it out than I was five years ago. <laughs> but I know that I'm a lot closer than I was five years ago, Mm -hmm. and maybe one day I can have, you know, a big breakthrough, but just on a day-to-day, I just consider it a win when I feel good. There's no major meltdowns around me, and I'm actually having a nice day. Like, today was a beautiful day. You know, the weather was nice. There was plenty of bees out there. I had bees flying out of my tractor. You know, the bees are everywhere. Mm. Like it's just not true that the bees are all gone. At least not where I'm at. You know, there's bees. (laughs) They all went to your property. You know, (laughs) hey y'all can all come, man. We're down in South Mississippi. There's plenty of room. It's not. There's definitely no overpopulation. I don't know where that myth ever came from. My God, there is just miles and miles of land everywhere. Like there's just. (laughs) a house here and a house there but there's plenty of land there's plenty of water there's plenty there's power everywhere Everybody freaked out about power i'm like man there's wind blowing all the time there's water running all the time there's sun burning all the time like there's unlimited power all right now we don't even need some major revolution you know like i just feel like everything's already here for anybody to succeed and and basically, it's just about quieting down. Like I, I like how you take those walks. Uh, walk, you take those walks.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. You know,
2: you, you've been doing that, and I think that might be why you've been having these major breakthroughs.
0: You uh, know, I think because related. of
2: that quiet time. Yeah. Really? Do you, you? Would you say that might be kind of the key? Oh sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's it's sort of my substitute yeah. for meditation. Tom's really big into meditation. I'm not so much of a deliberate meditator, but that's a form of meditation for me. And it, I think it serves very much the same purpose. I mean, Tom, how do you feel about that? Does that match up with what your understanding of meditation is?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 I totally agree with BJ. The more time we spend just appreciating and being in how awesome really our, the life is every day, there's so much to appreciate. And and sitting in meditation is just a huge part of that, but so is going on the walk. I go on a walk almost every day and open space that we have around here and it's just incredible. And without that, I I would I would be losing touch with what I really believe is the bottom line of how good everything is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you can wake up and it can be a nightmare. You can turn on Alex Jones and that guy's living a nightmare. You know, his whole world. It is a freaking nightmare. I could see why he is buying guns and getting ready for the end of the world, you know, because in his mind, it does look like that's true. But I just don't think it has to be true for everybody, you know. And and like, I'm just going to roll with this theory I have. And until I'm proven wrong, you know, maybe I'm wrong and I get wiped out. And then I'll be like, well, I was wrong about that. (laughs) (laughs) But unless, I mean, I'm just going to do it day by day. And it's like, I haven't been proven wrong in my mind. Taking this, it's like the narrow road, you know, it's like the old passage where you got to walk through that eye of the needle. It's like, it is a very tight road. You have to walk, you know, you, you know, in your gut, what the decision is, like every decision moment by moment, you just know. And if you just tune into that, You know, it's a very tight road, but there's definitely, it's definitely a lot less stress. You know, it's a lot more peaceful, but it's a slow road. That road is slow. Things like God is not in a rush. There's no hurry here. You know, you Mm -hmm. just got to really just chill out. I even tell when people ask about money and this and that, I try not to get too much advice, you know, but the money thing, I think people just need to scrap that idea. Just, just nix it. Like, just forget about money. You don't need money. (laughs) You know, just that's a whole thing that's going to turn into awfulness. If you try to chase money at all, you know, just worry. Like life is here. Everybody's got enough food. If you want more food, I'm sure you can get it. But, you know, just if you focus on other things first, build up the rest of your life, relationships. Maybe you got a garden or maybe you got a business idea, but you sure wouldn't go with a business idea for money because then you polluted your idea. Mm-hmm. you know and that's what I've been trying to do and I I definitely just wanted to call and thank you because you helped me get through kind of some mundane little tasks that I do day to day and with all these new shows it's like awesome I mean I, I used to be on top but now I've got shows I gotta go back and listen to <laughs> I'm missing now we're making your work
0: <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's great though
2: but yeah I mean I won't waste any more time tonight maybe I'll check in with you guys later
1: Hey, it's so good to hear from you.
0: Yeah, please do call me. Yeah, I'll definitely be listening. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, I
1: I, I would love to understand more about your idea there because it sounds really good.
2: Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure I'm not the only one talking like this. It seems like every time I have an idea, I think, well, I need to go tell people. All of a sudden, there's 10 other people talking about it. I'm like, well, well, there's no reason for me to talk.
1: (laughs) That's the way it goes. Yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't buy into oh, that great. argument. That's how I ended up starting the podcast in the first place.
2: <laughs> well, see, now there you go. Yeah. There are opportunities, and you definitely have fallen into a good one. Yeah, you know? I think so. Definitely. Think
0: so. Well, thank you for being a listener. Okay. And thanks for calling in. That's, yeah, that's thanks, BJ. Yeah. Okay, have great. Have a good night. You too. Yeah,
1: have Take a care. beautiful day tomorrow. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that makes my night. That was great.
1: No kidding. That's that, beautiful.
0: That was wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. We love yeah. hearing from, this is proof. Anybody who had any doubts that we love hearing from listeners, there's proof. We love hearing from listeners. It was wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, very, very bright man.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm obviously given a lot of thought to um, all of the aspects of the issues that are involved. So I give him a lot of credit for that. That's really good.
1: We're so act- many people are like that.
0: We're actually over the one-hour – time period but since the Tuesday night show is not one where we have to limit it to an hour we can go on a little bit more if we need to um did you want to continue with our exploration or should we carry should we save it for Friday or what do you want to do
1: Tom the exploration of this topic of the topic yeah um I don't think we should probably just go on and on. I, I thought it was interesting that BJ wasn't able to follow it because he had missed the Monday morning show. And yeah, so yeah, I could yeah. see how if um, if a subject isn't unfolded in more detail, it could be hard for people to know if they didn't listen to the previous show.
0: Right. Right.
1: So maybe if we do this uh, two shows in a row, we should on the same topic, we should unfold it again at the beginning of the show in as much detail as we can at least for a twenty minute period or something so that it's clear what we're trying to explain here.
0: That's a good um, idea. Why don't we make that a, a plan going forward? So each time that we come to the mm-hmm. Tuesday night, since we're picking up on the same topic that we talked about the previous Monday morning, let's do exactly that. Let's let's basically lay it out again. Even if we only spend, you know, ten minutes on it, at least we'll we'll bring the, the current listeners who are listening that night up to speed. So yeah, I'd okay say let's do that. Okay.
1: Until we maybe decide we want to have a different topic on Tuesday nights. But Well we may actually evolve to
0: that. I mean it may get to the point where uh, as more and more people call in, the, the callers and what they're calling in about, that may actually become the topic.
1: Well that's what it was with BJ. I wanted yeah. to hear more what he had had to say about his ideas because they seem to be really great, you know, really unusually, you know, precise and right on and I, I wanted to understand more what he's saying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that, you know, there's more than just this law of attraction, you know, ideas and how he sees that. But those are the kind of things that I could tell he could talk for an hour about that. He probably I think. could. <laughs> and he would probably, you know, we would be slowly, I think I would be slowly getting more and more understanding of what he's saying.
0: We, we may even uh, end up giving him his own show. Who knows? It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. Before we go, there are a couple of uh, housekeeping notes I want to mention. First of all, reminders to everybody, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, follow BJ's lead. He's a subscriber. He's been a subscriber for over a year now. He tries not to miss any of them. I love the fact that we have more episodes than he can follow. It's like, okay, now we've given BJ a job to do. That's cool. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but if you haven't subscribed do more subscribe. than i can follow it <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really easy to subscribe right on the homepage, all the links are there all the instructions are there just follow the, the instructions and then be sure to share after you've done that um, also a r- reminder we do have that book coming out um it had i had originally hoped it would be out by now but difficulties i had with my own computer and so forth kind of made that a moot point so i'm expecting it's probably going to come out sometime in mid-march i don't know exactly when um, basically, how quickly can I get through the editing? I'm a, I was, I've been about 45% of the way through for the last 10 days or so, and I've been dealing with all these other things that came up. So, as soon as I get back to it, I'll be finishing the rest of it, and then we'll be at the point where we can publish it. Um, but I mention that because for those who are regular listeners, you're going to be able to get a free ebook of that book when it comes out within a very small window of opportunity, probably just a few days. So be sure to keep listening so that you can be part of that. And Tom, for those who are looking for that personal touch, how do they reach out to you?
1: Um, well, they can have a free coaching session with me if you'd like, and then we could decide if you want to do more or not. Um, but I have a website called YouAreJoy, Y-O-U-A-R-E-J-O-Y.com, and there's a page on there that you can sign up for a free coaching session.
0: Excellent. Very good. Well, Tom, this has been great. I love it. We had our second caller and and he just, he practically took over the show. I hope he does it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's a very, very uh, intelligent man. So we'll look forward to uh, the next one.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you and I will be talking on Friday, of course. So I'm looking forward to that. And I also invite our listeners who are uh, following on a day-to-day basis, join us tomorrow morning because Cindy Chavez and I will be carrying on with our Uh, discussion about money in the law of attraction even though BJ says we should probably ignore money we're going to look at it anyway (laughs) (laughs) so please do join us and continue to uh, tune in for each one of the episodes and stay with us here on LOA Today goodbye everybody
1: goodbye everyone